Hey friends, and welcome back to the Art of Podcast. Today we are inviting to the mic Dan and Jordan Feenstra. They're joining us all the way from British Columbia, where they have recently moved, uh, settled into their new home, church community, and are preparing to meet their first little baby. Woo-hoo! We got to know Dan and Jordan a little bit um, during their time living in Grimsby, where they really just served our community with their gifts of creativity and ministry. Jordan actually shares a lot of their personal journey through faith and life through her artwork and writing uh, on her Instagram page, which you can find at at a thousand elsewhere. Um, we talked to them both about contentment today, what it is, what it's not, and how it fits into their story. Mm-hmm. Their testimony is such a powerful witness to the goodness of God and the sufficiency of Christ through all of life's ups and downs, which you'll get to hear lots about. So we hope you'll be blessed. Hello. Hello. Nice to see you. Good. Yeah, you too. Yeah, it's been so long since we got to see your faces, so this is so yeah. Um, so we're super excited to have you here with us today. We actually this topic that we're going to talk about was suggested to us by somebody way back in the beginning of when we had just put out the idea of the podcast. We got a really sweet message from someone asking if we would ever consider talking about this topic, which, which is, is contentment. <laughs> and so we've been kind of just sitting on that for a while, and we um, were super excited to talk about it with you guys. So maybe you can start by sort of telling us a little bit about yourselves and your story, um, just whatever you want to share, and then we'll kind of get into it. Sounds good. Go for it. Going for it. Um, can I just go right into like our whole story. Um, we we kind of hashed out some of the details of, you know, how it works with the topic. So like, is that, is now the good time for that? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. All right. Um, so our story starts with actually a lot of um, unhealthy contentment and unhealthy discontent. And um, yeah, we spent years of our lives where our lives were crossing paths, but God never actually brought us together in any of those moments. And 2015 was the pivotal year. I personally had a a moment of, I'm heading down a very unhealthy track and something needs to change. And um, yeah, we were both recognizing that in our lives. Um, so that set in motion me asking Jordan out and um, yeah, so we we started dating and, and during that all of our personal dirt came out and as it does in, in the dating in dating life. Um, so yeah, we both we both attended life renewal to work a lot of that out and which was was huge. That was um, that was 2016. That was another pivotal year. Uh, we turned a lot of things around in our lives. And yeah, we we got married the next year in 2017. And we lived a pretty busy life in, in Southern Ontario. 
um, for three years we were, we were there. And one of those years was basically a year full of no's and a lot of ambiguous loss. Um, a lot of us, a lot of us trying to do things and a lot of things either not working out or us deciding not to do them for the sake of other things. And so it was, it was a really weird time of doors being closed on us, but us also closing doors on other things um, so that we could, you know, try something else. But then those doors being closed, it was basically like being on a, on a road full of red lights. We just couldn't move forward, it seemed. And, um, you know, we, we decided, you know, we, we had, um, we had the opportunity to move to, from Grimsby to Burlington. We said no to that. Uh, we applied to be, uh, mission support workers in Papua New Guinea. Um, we got very far along, along that track and got turned down. So that was a huge letdown for us. We were involved in, in starting, instituting a church in Grimsby, which personally that was, that was met with a lot of things that, that, um, that hurt me personally. So there was, there was a lot of, um, yeah, just hurt and, you know, general no's that came out of that. Mm. Um, so there was this awakening in us of, we want to do something different. We want to do something more than what we're doing. We weren't really sure what it was, but there was something that we were aiming for, mm -hmm. um, but we couldn't get there. So Jordan tried to work for Campfire. Um, that didn't work out. Um, I was unhappy with my, with my work. So I was job hunting like crazy, was not getting a single response back to any resume. Man. Um, and then to top it all off, um, COVID landed oh. and, and that, and that just changed everything altogether again. Mm -hmm. Um, we had, there was plans to go to South Africa for a friend's wedding. Um, so, you know, with, with the first lockdown, it came, came a lot of time of, um, we could talk to each other a lot. We were hashing out our life because everything we were doing stopped and we just had each other and the time together. So that was a bit of a positive. Um, and it, it allowed us a lot of space and time to ask the questions of, do we want, like, are we happy? are we content? Are we doing what we want to do? And so we were thinking, okay, this South Africa trip, we can, we can maybe, you know, once this COVID thing blows over in, in a month, then, <laughs> then, then we can go to South Africa and that's where we can, we can start um, our a thousand elsewhere project. We were, we were thinking and planning of doing, planning on Spoiler. <laughs> we, were, we were thinking of, of doing a, um a you know trip around the world type of thing of going to various uh churches um organizations um you know trying to ask individuals along the way the question of are you happy what makes you happy what makes you content and just seeing how the world ticks and seeing how we could 
you know, like what conversations could come out of that. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, going there with that, going to the world with that simple question and just seeing what comes out of it. Wow. And then, yeah, of course, that was another no. Um, we couldn't do that. So it was it was a lot of time of just, you know, trying and being answered with, with no. Um, or at least like exploring the opportunities and options and either us or, you know, God or the world or whatever saying no. That's right. Yeah. And so finally, we um, we had received two little blurbs in our in our church bulletin of the or from the church in Prince George asking for members if they would consider moving. Mm-hmm. So when you have all of that 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 attempting to move around in life being shut down, mm-hmm. we we heard that that voice of you know. The Prince George Church just it, it kept coming up just quietly and repeatedly and um, it just wouldn't go away and so yeah because we originally heard about it in August of 2019 so right before this like year of no's this little nugget was like put in the back of our minds and then we kind of just forgot about it it was just like oh that, that sounds interesting like cool whatever and then we had so much else going on that it was just like, you kind of just, you know, settled to the bottom right? until a year later when we were like, hey, remember that thing? <laughs> right. And um, yeah, so we, it, that never, that never went away. That just kind of, you know, stuck with us through all of it. But it was always a thing of, it's a cool idea, but not for us, not right now. We got too much going on. We're trying to do too many other things. Yeah. And yeah, so then we we got to the point of just saying, you know what, let's just try it. Let's let's just see what happens. Let's just take a stab at it. And we had been well practiced at taking a stab at things, <laughs> so we we kept our expectations low. And and long story short, like all the doors opened. It was it was going from that road of red lights to just open highway. Wow. Um, it it just opened right up, and here we are now. Oh man, that's incredible. Yeah, like Dan threw a resume out here after like a year of job hunting, right? Mm-hmm. In Ontario, having like nothing come back. He threw a resume out here. Um, and how long did it take? Like a day, two days maybe? It, it took, oh, they responded the next day and I had the job within a week. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. That's such a crazy story. Yeah, and we got our apartment the same day as that. That's right. Um, which is from a lady in the church that we're attending now. Um, and then we had previously chatted with the pastor here, um, who was like very supportive of the idea, was really excited about the idea of us coming because they're, you know, they they're just desperate for anyone to come here and help out. Um, it's a very small church, right? And they're trying to reach quite a large city. Mm. So there's lots of work to be done. Um so it was everything was just like green lights everywhere oh man yeah so it was hard to say no to that (laughs) yeah it was just like how we we asked yourself like how do we say no to this like because there's so many good reasons to stay where we were and like you know keep you know grow where you're planted like keep trying with what the things we were involved in and like work harder at our jobs and you know try to be content with where we were and like you know there's 
so many good reasons to stay somewhere and and keep pushing into the uncomfortableness um but we were just like how can we say no to this opportunity like it's just it's just too good <laughs> perfect for you yeah yeah wow. so anyways here we are 2021 um now we're pregnant which is crazy because for yeah for a while too it was just like no not the right time for kids no can't have kids no not the right time and then um yeah a, a couple weeks after we decided to move here we found out we were pregnant and it was just like of course <laughs> um the like timing, the timing was crazy yeah like because we had been trying on and off for like however long um based on kind of what was going on in our lives and like i don't know like the whole like trying to have kids thing is chaos already like let alone trying to work it around the chaos of life and COVID and whatever um so it was just like so it was like such a god moment of we we're just like of course like we decide finally to just do something you know and it's like you're pregnant <laughs> like right uh, yes of course we are oh, so you know we like drive across the country i'm like you know nine weeks pregnant like half the time i was just laying down in the rv like we rented an rv to drive here because i was just like peeing and laying down like most of the time <laughs> Like, yeah, pack up your life and move across the country when you're like 10 weeks pregnant. It's like super good idea. <laughs> you guys but you know, we lived, you know, we survived and like, it's all part of God's plan, right? Like, that's why you just have to, we, we can laugh about it because it's just like, this is, this is what was supposed to happen. Right. Um, so here we are, like, we're, we're going to go through with it. It never crossed our minds to not go through with it, even though we found out we were pregnant because god was very like making it really clear to us that like this is where we were gonna go this is what we we're gonna do and this is just another you know puzzle piece that you're also going to be pregnant during this all so we we're just like okay let's just let's do this yeah we're all in now <laughs> yeah yes well, i admire your confidence in that just like <laughs> to follow yeah. that leading and be like okay here, here we go. This is exactly why we're having you to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. But that also comes from years of things not working out, right? Like, and things being the way that we don't want them to be. And so, like, we're not used to like failure and like no's, but we're we're just becoming weathered with God's plan for us. It's just like this is what He wants for us. And so, why would we fight that? Like, this is it. This is His hand guiding our life. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's might as well just lean into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember seeing your Instagram post, Jordan, about how you were expecting. And I just was like, what? Like I don't I mean, I know you guys, but I was just so blown away after I mean moving. And so I knew a little bit about this story, but thanks for sharing all that because I definitely didn't know all the notes that you guys experienced. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. How what? So thank you for sharing that. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Where do I start? Well, there's so much. Um, but yeah, contentment, like it's so not easy with all the twists and turns of life and all the no's that you guys experience. So I really do appreciate you saying that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering how you guys see contentment, like as we can be obedient to God through that, because yeah, it's so like you're saying, it's easy to like push back on stuff like that. Or when you see an open road, you're like, well, there is a 
there is a good reason to stay here. So how do you guys see being content in whatever situation you're in as also being obedient to God? Like what does contentment mean to you or look like? Yeah. Or not look like. Or not look like. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start this one or was this one I was going to do? You can start this one. I can't remember where that is. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's a million and one ways to answer, you know, something like this, but we're obviously only going to just speak from our own experience and yeah. who we are, right? Um, I, I definitely would have different answers for you for this question at different stages in my life, but we're, where we're sitting right now, um, I don't know if you've heard of like the saying that everyone has like a God-shaped hole in their heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who that's from. I'm really bad at referencing like the correct person who said things. <laughs> Pardon? I think it was C.S. Lewis. I'm- C.S. Lewis? Okay. Yeah, Anyways, um, that concept, when I first heard that, whenever I did, that always stuck with me because I can relate to that. Like we're all trying to fill this hole in our life, like religious or otherwise, there's something inside of us that we want to fill and we will try to do it with, by any means. Right. Um, but as Christians, we recognize that only God, like only Jesus Christ can fill that hole in us. So to me, like being obedient to God, um, like through contentment is just recognizing that he is the only one, the only way to fill that that void in our, in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that's my short answer of it. (laughs) Do you want (laughs) to get into it a bit? I can, I can get into a bit of what we see it not looking like how it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And the big thing for me is that contentment can't, be a horizontal comparison in in both ways so you can look at somebody and say wow they have so much more than me they have so many more opportunities they have so many things they go on trips i have to i have to strive to be more do more get more that can fuel some a form of of discontent and and drive you forward but the opposite is true too you can look at someone and say wow, I have so much more than them. I, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't do anything with, with what I have, or I shouldn't pursue more. I shouldn't change things because some people have it so much worse than, than me. So I should just be happy with what I have. And I think there's a huge danger in that too, because you can very quickly become complacent and just say, you know, it, it, it kind of takes on a posture of kind of sitting back and saying, this is okay. What we have here is, is okay. Um, it's a good starting point, but then it, I think, breed, can breed um, some complacency mm-hmm. where you, you don't drive forward with what you have. I think of the parable of the talents where God gives, or this, this man gives three people varying amounts of money, and the two that go out and do something they push for more, they grow that, they, they push for increase. They're the ones that are rewarded. And the guy who sat on it and said, I'm not going to do anything with this. He's the one that gets reprimanded. So for me, the big thing is it has to be a, a vertical 
um, perspective of this is what God has given me. He's given me this amount of time, this amount of money, these skills. Therefore, I will go forward and do something with these things. And they, these things look completely different than the next person's. And that's the point. You are given a specific set of things to work with. And God wants us to work with those things. He doesn't want us to say, well, the next guy doesn't have as much time as me. Therefore, I won't, whatever. Like, it has to just be, um, this is what I have from God. And I will, I will do something with this from God for his glory yeah and like the way we look at it like kind of like a practical application of it is exploring the balance or the tension between life being like good enough from a worldly perspective so we're we're very quick to think on the horizontal and just by looking around to see what everyone else believes is contentment and happiness the balance of that and abundant and like living an abundant life so there's tension, there's like, we're trying to find a balance between those two things, good enough and abundant, like from the, um, from John 10, like I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Like good enough does not sound like abundance. Like those are very different places to be in your life. Um, so yeah, like, I, and I, and I'll probably talk about this, this balance, like maybe a few more times in this, because that is what I think we're constantly battling with, trying to find that balance between those tensions. Because living good enough is not what Christ wants us to do. Hmm. He, he doesn't want us to sit in the, like, I'm, I'm a good enough Christian. Like, I'm living a good enough life. Like, you know, I, I'm living pretty similar to that Christian. Like, God doesn't want us to be looking at other Christians. He, want us, he wants us to be looking at Christ. Hmm. Right. So we're all trying to figure out that balance in our own lives. And it's going to look like Dan said, it's going to look different for everyone. Yeah, that's so good. That's yeah. I feel like that tension is kind of like the art of <laughs> contentment. Totally. Yeah. But I just have, I want to ask you one more follow-up question about um, kind of what you said about what it looks like and doesn't look like. So earlier when you were sharing your story, you said, you know, there was lots of good reasons for you to stay. Um, but all these doors were opening for you to go. And I just, what would you, what would you say? Like, let's say you were back in time and you hadn't moved yet and you were asking somebody, should we move? And they said, well, you know, I, I believe you should just be content with what you have. Like, how would you respond to that? Or how would, how did you guys kind of personally work through like, yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, people did say that to us, like for sure. It, it came from a few people. And then people also said to us, alternatively, we hope you find what you're looking for. And we were just like, Oh, what does that mean? We are, are we looking for something? We, we didn't realize we were looking for something. <laughs> we're, we're just trying to live the life that we feel God is calling us to. But some people see what we did as just like running away or like trying to get somewhere or get something more out of life that we didn't have and like to a point yes like from that you know kind of but it was kind of frightening to us that people were like oh you know hopefully you find what you're looking for because we were just like we're all just trying to serve God the best we can with our life like that's all we're trying to do <laughs> and, and if you think about it 
every last one of us is looking for something. Um, it, it goes back to that that God shaped hole of we're we're looking for for that that filler, mm-hmm. and and um, yeah, it of course is God and looking to um, looking to fill that hole looks different for everyone too and like looking to fill it with god looks looks different mm-hmm. and you can do the that one... you can do that whether you're in grimsby or bc <laughs> as long yeah, as exactly you're not yeah. searching for god only in bc it's like you could have also looked for him in grimsby which i think you guys did but yeah it's not necessarily bad to <laughs> switch things up a bit especially after your whole year of no's like you can see that so how do you discern then in your own heart like what are some what are some questions or maybe you can ask yourself or whatever? How do you involve other people in that? How do you discern, am I trying to fill this hole with something or am I, is, is this in the realms of contentment for me to want this change or make this change or pursue this thing? Or, yeah. you know what I mean? How can you, yeah. what are some ways you can discern that for yourself? Yeah, um, I think we had a lot of practice from the Papua New Guinea experience <laughs> that um, helped us through that. We, we did a lot of talking and just asking ourselves questions. And then once we were kind of to a point, we started inviting a few select voices into the narrative um, to tell us what they thought. And if they felt like we were trying to run away from something or if they felt that it was justified that we were trying to just serve God wholeheartedly with our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's really just a lot of searching your own heart. Like no one can tell you as, as nice as it is to ask people like for their opinion and to speak into your life. Like no one can tell you the answer, right? No one's going to just tell you the way you should go or like if it's right or wrong. Um, and this is something that I've definitely worked through like in therapy. It's just like, that like a choice isn't like good or bad. It's not like a right or wrong. Like God's going to work through you and with you, like no matter what you decide. So it's actually really comforting. Um, and we read the book a few times, like just do something. I know you guys have read it. Mm-hmm. Um, we like, when we have big decisions to make, we, we literally read that book together mm-hmm. just like to go through those steps again and just be like, okay, what what makes this a good what makes this bad like what what should we do about staying what should we do about going like it like putting it through the filter of the just do something book was a really good perspective shift every time and um and yeah like the the prince george one did lead us to just be like let's just do something Mm -hmm. because it's actually so simple like that's just it (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, do you want to speak more into the decision making or? Yeah, I think a, a big thing is is just to ask yourself honestly, what are my reasons? Like, what's the the morals behind this? The motive. The motive. Yeah. Um, you know, do I just want to live in the mountains, or am I going there for, you know, like why is it that I'm I'm doing this thing? Why am I currently doing what I'm doing and why do I want to do something else? Um, yeah, there's, 
inherently nothing wrong with with making life changes we all do them all the time mm. uh, it's just a, a normal part of life it's it's why we do them and we have to just keep asking ourselves why i think that's the big thing um you know for both your your present situation and and what you what you want to work towards it's just why yeah, I think we asked ourselves that question like a thousand times in that year of no's. It's like, why am I doing what I'm what I'm doing? Like, if there's reason to stay and to keep doing what you're doing, then awesome. But if there's good reason to, you know, switch something up or have a new focus or whatever it might be, you know, why would I do that too? So it's not just like one or the other. It's there's reason. There's good in you know every direction as far as your like if you're, you know, living a Christ-filled life and you're trying to bring glory to God, there's no wrong way. Right. But yeah, we, we, we ask ourselves that question so often, just like searching our heart for, you know, why to stay, why to go, why to do what we're doing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I think another, another very subtle thing is learning to listen to your own, um, your own intuition, your own heart, but also the, the undermining voices in your head too. Because as you go through a decision-making process, and there's, you know, let's just say it's something exciting, like moving across the country. The first stage is, wow, this is amazing. Like, I, yeah, let, let's do this. This is great. And yeah, you go to bed and wake up, go to work the next day and, and things kind of quiet down a little bit. And then those little voices show up of, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and those are great questions. <laughs> like you have to answer them. You have to let the questions come in. Yeah. And you have, to, you have to give those honest answers to yourself too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes these, these things come up of, um, with the tone of, Um, yeah, I could never do that. that. That's crazy. Why, why would I do something like that? I have it so good here. I like, I have everything I need. I, I, sh I shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And, and those to me are the red flags. Um, when it's there's... easy, when what you're doing is too easy, it's like, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not challenging yourself, if, if God's not calling you out of a sin that's easy or a life that's easy or a job that's easy is kind of just like those red flags are are good little reminders like oh yeah this isn't just about me this life isn't supposed to just be like this quick easy ride to heaven like <laughs> yeah and and it's along the concept of when you when you feel resistance to do something to to make a change or to um yeah, to, to do anything really. When you feel that resistance, um, you know, there, there, is a, there is a small battlefield there, which, you know, you, again, you have to go back to why, why do you want to do this? And if the why is, is answered with something substantial, then you probably should be pushing through those, those feelings of this is nuts. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. And you have to you have to anchor yourself in in something outside of yourself 
and and that helps to push through those those voices of 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 doubt and resistance yeah for sure oh that's beautiful and i think that also the spirit gives you that clarity when you pray for it too like show me my own motivation because yeah. I think it's easy to say, like, you you know yourself best, so be honest with yourself. But sometimes you're even blinded to your own stuff. And sometimes I, I think you have to yeah. be able to ask God, show me the things in my own heart that I don't even want to see or I can't even see yet. So that Absolutely. I, so I can discern this decision, right? Yeah. 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 I have one more kind of question about, so we've talked a lot about when you are discerning contentment when you're making a decision but I also know that you guys you mentioned in your story have had times in your life where something was not your decision like not being able to have a baby or not getting a job or like when something is a no where it's not just like oh should I make this decision or not they're both good options sometimes that decision it feels so made for you and then mm -hmm. how do you pursue contentment in those kind of situations or what what does that look like? Yeah. Um, I can go on this if you want. Um, yeah. So I think it's a, like one way to look at it is the concept of like being okay with living between the already and the not yet, which is like a very common kind of theological way of looking at life. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it applies really well to this because that is also something that's beyond our control that we're living in this already, but not yet. And God's just asking us to do the best we can during that in-between stage. And it's that same kind of idea can be applied to the nose and the doors being, you know, slammed in your face that are beyond your control because that's still God. Right. So if you keep the perspective that it's all coming from God, like the good and the bad, the yeses and the noes, like the open doors and the closed doors, it's all coming from God. Then it's it's easier to have a more positive perspective on those things. Um, it's not just like, oh, the devil closed the door on my face. It's like, no, that was God. Like God is is guiding you through the, the life he wants you to live. He's refining you through these yeses and noes to be the person he wants you to be. Mm. So with that perspective that it's all coming from God, it's all from God's hand, it makes the nose refining. Mm. Um, and I think that has made it, like that perspective has made it easier for us um, in, our, in our life to just be content with whatever God is throwing at us mm. that, that we have no control over. Because really, what do we have control over? Mm -hmm. nothing we have control over nothing and if we think we have control then that's a whole other issue mm. right even if things are going our way it's all it's all beyond our control it's all coming from god's hand mm. you have to think of, of job in a setting like this where his his life just imploded mm -hmm. and his wife says to him just be done with it curse god and Get it over it so that he can just end you. And he says, no, do we accept only the good from God? We have to take the bad from him as well. Mm -hmm. um, he, he fully recognized that everything comes our way from God. And sure, Satan was the instrument in that. Yeah. But God said, go, go do whatever you want with him. 
just don't touch him. And, and I think that's a, a really important thing to remember that, that, I mean, a lot of people in our lives can attest to that, that things just get taken away and we have to be, we have to be okay for that with that. We have to be ready for that. Um, you know, we can't only pursue what looks comfy and good and, you know, by, by an earthly standard, um, we have to see everything good and bad is coming from God. Yeah, because God has dominion over the devil. So whatever comes our way from anywhere, it's still all God. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. I love the Job example because this is kind of getting into a little bit further now of um, sort of what's artful about contentment. (laughs) And I feel like the example of Job is so good because Job says, you know, shall we receive good and not the bad? He says, blessed be the name of the Lord. But what you don't see Job doing is sitting there saying to his friends, yeah, so here's my stiff upper lip. And um, so I don't actually care about any of this. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm being content. You actually see Job saying like, I'm going to accept this from God's hand, but then I'm going to spend the next 10 chapters crying out to him to asking him to show me why he could let this happen. And yeah. I think sometimes contentment gets kind of like slapped on people when they're grieving, like, well, just be content then you won't grieve. And I don't think that that's how God meant for contentment to be, especially in that story of Job. It's like, you can be content and trust God while still crying out to God saying, this hurts me. Why is yeah. this happening? Yeah. Um, So yeah, maybe you can just, that's sort of just to open up this idea of how can we encourage people artfully to be content without using contentment as sort of this like thing where it's just another thing you feel like you're not doing good enough. Yep. I can, I think this is this one. I can uh, try. It's, um, I know this is like the main topic of um, the podcast, but it is something that's really hard to think about, like how to do something so well, mm-hmm. even though it's, it's kind of an abstract concept of, you know, <laughs> being content. But anyways, um, and obviously we haven't figured it out. Like we're not like the like people to go to on <laughs> this thing because we're, we, we're always wrestling between contentment in Christ and pushing further for our lives. Um, you know, trusting God harder and living a bold life out for Christ. That's, that's another balance that we're always trying to find. But I think in my opinion, living this out artfully is trying to find the equilibrium in all of this, um, which is one of my favorite words and my favorite concepts. Uh, It just means like a state of balance between opposing forces or actions. Right. And I think that's how we do this artfully. I think that's how we find contentment artfully or pursue contentment artfully, um, finding that balance, finding the equilibrium between the good enough and the abundance that Christ promises us. And doing that all with the perspective of heaven in mind, this is not all there is here. There's something to look forward to, and we're not going to get the best time out of this life here. Like if we are always thinking of the horizontal, it's not going to be a good time ever. 
<laughs> so the vertical perspective is so important in, in living this out artfully, because when you have the perspective of heaven constantly in the back of your mind, it, it changes everything, right? Like, and this is kind of one of the main concepts behind my thousand elsewhere um, posts and writing and stuff. Like better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Right now we're exploring the a thousand elsewhere. Like life on earth is the a thousand elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And we know that one day with God is going to be so much better than our whole lives here. So mm -hmm. as, as hard as it's going to get here, like, cause we know it's going to be hard and even as good as it's going to get, it's going to be so much better in heaven. So artfully just thinking my passport says heaven. Yes. Right. It doesn't say Canadian. It doesn't say citizen of earth. It says heaven. And so we're just here hanging out, trying to bring glory to God and bringing as many people around us as we can to Christ, you know, through the spirit until heaven. Right. <laughs> so with that perspective, it's like all the decisions can be as easy and all the struggling with contentment, contentment can be as easy as like, just do something, try to bring glory to God. And then we'll meet our father in heaven one day. <laughs> oh. and, and, to dive, and to dive into the, the word equilibrium a little bit, just a touch more as well. Like if you, if you think of standing on one leg, you, you, can, you can stay perfectly upright for a time. But there are moments where you, for whatever reason, you wiggle. All of a sudden you dip left and you, you correct it and you're back to center again and then you dip right and then you're back to center again. And I think that's a really crucial thing to realize that the, the balance is about coming back to center where, where things will, will go wrong one way or another or you'll have too much and that will be wrong and, and that it's, it's this, this constantly coming back to center and, and that center is, is grounded in, in you have you have the vertical perspective as well, but you also have the perspective of of eternity. You know, you know Genesis and earlier and Revelation and beyond. That every moment that you can be in is is placed on that quote unquote timeline of eternity for a reason, and that is something that can anchor you back to center. That God has these these moments and these these things for you for specific reasons hmm. that's really good. yeah that's so good i almost just want to end it right there <laughs> I'm like, eh, thanks little bow <laughs> so i think we're just going to end off with um what advice do you have for someone who is inspired by listening or who maybe is struggling to be content right now especially i mean you mentioned covid but everyone's just had this like massive yeah. slap in the face kind of with that one but yeah, what, I mean, final words <laughs> would you have for anyone <laughs> listening? Um, I think the biggest thing is um, at least your starting point would be just be so completely where you are. Um, you know, you, you have to be so present in, in every single moment. Um, you know, you might want to be, you know, skiing instead of washing dishes but <laughs> washing dishes so just like do whatever you're doing with all your might mm. so that um so that it's acceptable to god 
um, because he doesn't just have big grandiose things for us to do and those are our, our tests. Our, our, um, our hearts are checked all the time. And so how we do the little things of life will influence how we, how we feel about <clears throat> how we do the bigger things. If we can do the menial things of, of life with joy, we can go to work. We can go work a job that we might not like, but we can do that joyfully. We can, we can see where it fits in, in, per, in proper perspective. And all with the view of, I have received this from God, and I'm giving this back to God. This is my, my act of, of worship. So um, you definitely can, you know, strive for, for something new, something out there, something better. Um, but you are where you are, and you have, to, you have to be present for those moments. And in a lot of those things, including, um, you know, leveling up your life, if as it were, or um, making a, a big life change, there's a lot of discomfort in a lot of things in life. And you have to lean into that discomfort. We as humans, we naturally pursue comfort. If we're out in the cold, we want to be somewhere warm. If it's too warm, we want to be somewhere cooler. We want to, we want to always make ourselves comfortable. But if you take this, this attitude of um, just leaning into discomfort and being okay with, with discomfort, it totally changes how you are present and how you can be content in every single moment of life because it might not go the way you want it to, but it's still going and you're, you are still here and you are still you still have the opportunity to praise god and to give glory to god in every in every single moment of life so lean into that discomfort yeah yeah and on my own side of kind of wrapping it up i think one of the biggest things to keep in mind is um being content outside of ourselves like we can't make ourselves content by trying to fill this hole in our heart with all these things in life. Um, God's actually really calling us out of contentment within and of ourselves. He doesn't want us to be content in our own sin, in our own fallen state. Or like since the churchiness by saying, Oh, I'm just, I'm so content. I'm so content. I should, right. I should, I should, I should be more content. Yeah. That can happen too, right? You can, you can be content in your sin or you can be, totally. you can think that you can make yourself more content by telling yourself more, how much more God wants you to be content. Yeah. But both of those things are still a self-made solution, even though mm -hmm. one of them sounds churchier than sin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want us to be content in our sin so lives. He wants us to be content in and only through Christ, right? Like Christ alone, not like Christ and coffee or Christ and this job, Christ and whatever, whatever you wanting to fill your life with. It's just Christ, Christ alone. And that is, I think, a daily truth that, um, that anyone can be inspired by, right? That Christ is enough and 
where Christ is enough with that like foundation, that's where contentment can be found. That's only where contentment can be found. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. And to think that that's what God wants for us. It's not like, Hey, don't you know that Christ is enough for you? Now I'm mad at you. It's like, no, I gave you Christ because I, I love you and I want him to be more than enough for you because I want you to have the joy of contentment, not because like, yeah, it's out of that love that he did that for us, which is so amazing to think about. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing so much of your story with us mm -hmm. and just so many of your thoughts. And we're super blessed by your wisdom, not only here, but at your a thousand elsewhere Mm -hmm. um instagram, instagram as well <laughs> yeah get a little plug for you <laughs> um and we're just yeah we're super thankful to know you guys and to learn from you so. yeah we're cheering you on from this side of the country now <laughs> thank you so much thank you <laughs> we're battling our discontentment that you're not here with us <laughs> oh, <great. Cheers. laughs> oh, okay so thanks so much and thanks for having us yeah thanks of course. See you guys. <laughs>